Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. And it is October 22nd. We are recording this, of course, live here on YouTube at DTBK uh, or at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid on Twitter, uh, wherever. But or I'm sorry, on YouTube, man, I'm already off uh, <laughs> just like the Lions were today. An absolute 38 to 6 ass kicking <laughs> by the hands of the Baltimore Ooh. Ravens on the road in Baltimore, no less. Um uh, but before we get into all this, let's introduce Blue Kool-Aid crew that is here. I'm Big Z. Let's get to the other two. We got UJ. Hello, Lions fans. And Rud Dog. Yo. So, gentlemen, 38 to 6. And that, uh, I don't even know what that tells how bad this game was for Lions in every way. Nope. Um, from the very get-go of this game, it was bad. It was very, very bad. Um, Big Z, we call that an ass whooping. Yeah, we oh, yeah. Yes, we have, we have not seen something like this out of the Lions since uh, Carolina last year. What do you guys say? Uh, I mean, it, it reminded me a lot of that game. Actually. It did, yeah. Where they just went on the road outdoors yeah. and uh, looked after like, a win streak. Lifeless. After a win streak, yes, uh, that one had a little more play implications. This one, at least, still earlier in the season, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of time to right the ship. I mean, we're still five and two. The Green Bay lost the the. Um, the Vikings are expected to lose tomorrow to San Fran, and then the Bears actually won. Um, so, but the Lions still have a, essentially a three-game lead in the division uh, after this one. At, at least they're they're losing from that perspective of things. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. it's a lone bright spot that uh, they can take it and still have plenty of room for error to win the division. But uh, yeah, I mean they they definitely did not look like a top contending NFC team today. Uh, like people were. Claiming throughout the week, uh, the narrative's going to change a little bit, I think. And like Dan Campbell said in his post-game conference, maybe this is what they needed to just refocus uh, for the rest of the year and to remind themselves throughout the rest of the year. Uh, we, we thought the loss to Seattle might do that, but maybe this one really won't in. Well, uh, that was four games ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you, Jay, your thoughts? Uh, All right. This team is an imposter. Goff is an imposter. He's not the guy we thought he 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 exposes true self here. Dan Campbell can't coach. Uh, no one can catch. Is we have the worst talent, history? the worst GM ever. We can't get talent on this team. We've been totally exposed today. Who's this? You boy. Did? It's one game, guys. Come on, not time to panic. I've been reading a lot of comments around the <laughs> different places on the internet, and people are getting this. Oh my God, golf is this? It's one game, guys. Come on. It happens. It it's no big deal. We're gonna put this one behind us, and uh, they're gonna go on, and they're gonna they're gonna crush some people coming up. So uh, it's no big deal. Uh, it's the NFL, baby. This happens once in a while. So don't yeah. panic, fans. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what do you? You say? know, like Red Dog. You know, like the uh, at the beginning of the season, if people had us at five and two at this point, they probably would have been pretty happy. Like. 
this was one of those games that would have been nice to win, but you're playing a really good team, one of the best teams in the league on in, on the road at their house, like, and you're coming, you know, off a pretty, you're still in a pretty tough stretch right now. We we don't we still have another game before the bye week. Like we're banged up. Uh, I'm just saying, like this game had a lot of things that were working against us, and it kind of just came to a head. And and Lamar's a good player, and we, you know, these mobile quarterbacks can be really hard to to handle. Like I'll admit, you know, I, I've spoken. I, I I think Lamar's passing game has come a long way. Like he looked really good out there today, sitting in the pocket delivering dimes. Like I mean, granted our pass rush just wasn't getting there, but I think that's just seems to be the same problem that we ran into at Seattle when a mobile quarterback gives, makes us have to try to rush super discipline, but then it takes the edge off our yeah. pass rush. But I you think, know, that's that it's, it's no, that, been, it, well, I'm sorry. Been, I interrupted you. Uh, the, this, that being said, you know, trial best, great teams are forged in trials and tribulations. And, uh, you know, this is just, one week in a long season and it's only our second loss it's it's not the sky's not falling <laughs> indeed indeed i i think uh lamar jackson uh he got out of the locker room early because he didn't have to shower uh he uh yeah. didn't even break a sweat in that game but <laughs> uh there wasn't a whole lot of good in this game but i i want to tell you one one play that stood out to me and uh it was uh we were on defense and uh we forced Lamar Jackson to his right and uh looked like we were converging on him. And this uh receiver, I think it's a tight end, I don't know, leaked past the linebackers and Lamar just dumped one over the top and this guy ran for like eighty yards. And uh the fullback. Yeah. But I don't think that was a fullback. I don't know. Anyway, um the, the commish freaking chased that guy all the way down the field, man. Almost caught him. Like that mm-hmm. guy just turned the commish jets on for, you know, whatever they are. And he just ran all, he sprinted the whole way down that field. When other guys were already giving up on the run, that guy never stopped. So I just thought it was a cool effort play. Uh, if anybody noticed that, uh, <laughs> it was a running back, by the way, Gus Edwards that had that long dodge. Yeah. Did, did you remember seeing the, uh, Kaminsky doing Probably. that though? Do you yeah, guys remember? yeah. I thought that was a, you know, in a game I mean, where he's we're always getting... been a hustler, so we've yeah never never doubted his hustle at all. Um, yeah. But get, I, I, what I wanted to focus on actually, to... okay. <laughs> we wanted to focus on silence. Everyone should remember in this time, it's a good idea to meditate and not talk. No, Whenever you have technical, we're having technical. <laughs> you look at the microphone and go, "What's wrong with this microphone?" must be the mic (laughs) oh boy uh yeah you know but i do think like i agree with dan like the energy never seemed to like drop the team kept trying we just couldn't get anything to happen in our favor like like uh they just had an answer for everything on especially that baltimore offense like our our offense did get moving a little bit but it's tough when you're playing a really good defense with a, a giant lead and uh you know, like we still put up a fight. Like I thought it was interesting that we kept Goff in there all the way down to the nitty gritty. Well, not just Goff, everybody. They didn't put any subs in, no matter how hopeless that game became. I think Dan just wanted to show that we're fighting no matter what. Like, yeah, you know, I think you're right. Uh, <clears throat> it wasn't a lack of effort, but it was 
In fact, sometimes I think it was overzealousness. These mm. guys weren't uh, handling their assignments correctly. I think they were almost too jacked up. Like we kept losing our edge because guys were coming down too hard on the inside and, and giving up the edge, which they did a few times, which led to big plays. Uh, but it was unlike us. We we kind of lost our discipline, if you will. Yeah. And, well, uh, yeah, that's like the you notice whenever we're struggling mightily, when your defense starts breaking down, it's because somebody isn't trusting someone else to do their job typically. Like, and they're so they're trying to make something happen, right? And that seems to happen the most in games when you're really losing and nothing's going your way. Like, I think I saw I like it happened like in real time was when uh Hutch like did a, put a nice spin move on, got penetration, was like about like and like like what's his name had like nowhere to go at first but then he just kind of popped out to the side and we had lost contain and he ran i think he ran or he threw for a touchdown i don't know but like like it just when you're trying it's so hard to do run that ragged edge of disciplined pass rush where you have to still be super violent and get off your blocks and these o-linemen for baltimore for seattle they know it it's a huge edge for them to know that if they if they're if, if we try a reckless pass rush to beat them then we're, we're we're probably sacrificing yards to Lamar, you know, like, and that's just a huge edge to play, uh, and they play it really well, and we we didn't do what we've been doing the last few weeks, which was beating the O line, and their O line for the Baltimore managed to keep us at bay long enough for Lamar to always either find a way out or find a guy downfield. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, I think they were trying to be so disciplined, and you could tell they were trying really hard to do that. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It gives the O line an advantage because they they know that. And uh, like with a guy like Lamar back there too. I mean, <laughs> yep. Oh God, there were a couple what? times. That, how did he get out of that? I have no idea. But sorry, I've had technical issues. Uh, it, for anybody you? listening, if you guys use Streamyard, stop using it because it's the worst service oh, ever. But we'll continue. Uh, what, what 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 was the topic of your conversation? So I can get involved here. We were just oh, talking uh, about it wasn't really a lack of effort, but it was more a lack of discipline in a lot of phases. Um, for instance, okay. on defense, how many times we gave up the edge when normal discipline. Well, I, I have something on that point, and it's more, was it on the players or a terrible coaching effort? I think this team was extremely unprepared for the Ravens. Lamar that. Jackson's one of the worst quarterbacks this year against the Blitz. How many times the Lions blitz in the first half? Two or three. They yeah. thrust three guys most of the first half with a spy over the middle. That's why Lamar Jackson is getting so much time. It, just sitting back in the pocket waiting to throw. I, I thought it was a terrible game plan defensively, and it put the lines in a big hole. And obviously, offensively, they just weren't on the same page. But I thought the bigger error was on the, the – I mean, the defense got the game so out of hand so fast that the offense kind of had to do some more unique things. Uh, but I thought defensively, yeah, well. this is Aaron Glenn's worst performance since uh they faced the dolphins last season the dolphins well it's kind of hard yeah. to argue with that they they did not seem prepared for this one at all but he, on either side really and then and then top it yeah. off you know sometimes you can be down by a bigger margin in the and come back in the second half and make a game of it but we didn't adjust we didn't do anything <laughs> they, they i disagree over. we i saw like every kind of blitz we could uh, dream up it seemed like being thrown and every time we did it Lamar had somewhere to go with it, and they were picking it up long enough so he could get it out. So I'm not convinced that this was all on Aaron Glenn. I I saw players failing to beat blocks consistently. Like Hutch was the only one who like you know relative kept any kind of relative pressure on. Uh, maybe the, you know like 
sure, maybe we could have done something different, but I saw a lot of different blitzes and nothing was working. I didn't see like anything work. So to tell me that's on the coaching, I guess, I don't know. That looks like the player's not executing to me. Well, I think they might have gave too much uh, credence to trying to stop Lamar Jackson because the linebackers were all cheating up, it seemed like. And we were just, they were just dumping passes past our linebackers in between the safety and the linebackers. Guys oh, wide yeah. open and stuff. So they were. I think that kind of contributed to their success, if you will. So I think there's maybe a scheming issue there. Well, well, I, I I'll say this. Like I do. Well, I do think it's largely on the players' execution. Uh, it, clearly, coaching is part of it. Because, like Dan Campbell said, and I think it, everyone would agree that w- when we win as a team, we lose as a team. You know, like this was a full team loss. No one, no one's left blameless in a loss like this, and that's including the coaches. Well, I well, I do put it slightly yeah. more on the players. I, you could probably make an argument whatever way you want when the whole team collapses like this. But like, uh. Connor shared a, t- a tweet in the our chat, and uh, it uh, it made it brought up something that I thought of. I, I thought of that Patriots game when Maddie P was here, and we put a spanking on the Patriots at home, but they like won the Super Bowl that year. I think like like these kinds of losses happen to good teams. It's football. It's the NFL. You sometimes you things just line up, and you just don't have your day. And a good team can take advantage of you, and that's what it looked like today. I like as far as like future implications. I think about the only thing it kind of highlighted to me was uh, maybe we could afford to try to make a move before the trade deadline, maybe especially maybe for either a pass rusher or another strong secondary piece. Because I think having Jacobs out really hurt today. I mean, I know Z will never admit that, but no, I, I said uh, I was upset when I heard <laughs> I just, that he was out. I. I mean, because then you're th- forced to throw Will Harris out there, cornerback, which is not yeah. ideal. No, we were suboptimal today against a good team, and Lamar clearly has come a long way with his passing, and he showed that today. Uh, you know, so I, I, I'm not worried about it. Long-term implications here are very little. Like, we could use some guys. I think that much is clear, well, but overall as a team. I mean, the uh, Lions had to cancel okay. practice on Wednesday because the injuries are getting so bad. So. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're and Jerry Jacobs shit. got injured during practice. This is like the third injury we've had this year during the week of practice. I'm not sure what's going on, but like Jerry Jacobs got hurt, like falling down on his knee after jumping in the air on a Brutal. Friday. So I'm not sure what they're doing on a Friday practice mm. where he, he's getting his self, his body in a position to hurt himself like that. Um. And then Gibbs obviously hurt his hamstring during the week. Uh, I mean that that's a little more forgivable. I, I'd, I yeah, it's, you, it's the tough. Problem, There's a lot of injuries though. <laughs> the thing about like, and most people probably don't understand this. Like, like it, I'll use that another, another realm for comparison. Special forces, special operations in our military. You know what the common most common cause of casualties in those ranks are? It's not enemy fire or anything. It's training (laughs) because when you're trying when you're going to war when you're training to be the best you have to train like you fight so like yeah you can try to mitigate all those injuries during practice but like when you're going during the week you still have to train like you're going to play in the game to some extent you can't go super soft otherwise you're not going to show up prepared maybe that you know that gate that day off was a misstep maybe we should have just kept going like our through our normal routine you know sometimes you risk mixing things up and it can throw you off i don't know but the point is this is a hard hard sport it's it's like war it's battle it's it's taxing on the body no matter when it's practice or in the game 
And so, like, you know, that it happens. Practice injuries are not uncommon. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying it's a third one in a, in through seven. Yeah. Weeks. We were dropping we like five players. So. Yeah. <laughs> and now we got freaking, uh, like, Mo Ibrahim gets one freaking play and looks like he's going to, like, never walk again. Yeah. He had emergency and, surgery on his hip, uh, dislocated hip. Uh, oh, it was yeah. a dislocated hip. I was like, did, did they, like, break his spine or something? Like, I, it was just weird. Was he, like, weird way late hit, there. It didn't even look that bad of a hit in, no, not know, first. in real time. But, wow. It's amazing stuff. But, yeah, we're certainly banged yeah. up. And, you know, like, last year, like, a lot of times these, like, I think that's just another testament to where we're at, though, with a 5-2 and two record is that we are banged up and we've been banged up, and yet we've still found a way to win most of the games, at least the ones we should win. Like, this game was always going to be a tough one. Like, I think most people thought if we were going to have losses right. this year, you'd find one in Baltimore, likely. Uh, not that I wanted to concede that, you know, or anything, but it, it is what it is now. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, we're, but we're still winning games that we should, and today we just didn't have it. I think the effort was there, but as a team, we were just not ready for this one. Well, the Lions desperately needed bye week. They get it uh, the week after this Monday night game next week. Uh, and it's really nice that the Lions get to come back home, get a primetime game Monday night against the Raiders, a Raiders team that just got blown out by the Bears. Um, so this could be a really good get-right spot and then get-healthy spot uh, during the bye yeah. week the following week after. So a, a big turning point in the season, even with uh, this tough loss on the schedule. I wouldn't Absolutely. mind playing the Ravens in the Super Bowl. You know, then, I mean, like, it's very possible. They look it'd be like the excellent. perfect narrative because like they'll, everyone's going to point to this game if that was the game, like th- this game would be getting played like ad nauseum on ESPN and stuff if we were lined up to play them in the Super Bowl. And like, wouldn't that just be the perfect way to set up the Super Bowl to come back and smack <laughs> yeah. them in the mouth? That'd be nice. Can I talk about one little concern I have, though? Seriously? No. Go. Okay. <laughs> oh. oh, you Go guys ahead. are kidding. I get it. Okay. I said okay. No, um, uh, JMO, man. Uh, he reminds me of that kid on. Uh, the little giants that movie where he can't catch but you, you throw like a roll of toilet paper or something he can catch it or something like you know even that one that he was kind of interfered on where the guy took his arm and the thing hits him in the head yeah. i mean just kind of ridiculous and he he kind of can't focus on the ball or something he, it's so weird i, I he seems well, last week, hand. he had a great catch that took a lot that, of focus. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, last week, it was a great catch that he had, like, look over his shoulder twice, adjust his body. He had a Maybe. similar one, actually, he, today that he uh, He almost made it again today. <sighs> I know, yeah, but it, I don't know. He, he frustrates uh, me a little. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm not just, putting that as much on J-Mo. I mean, he's had drop issues uh, all off season. so. Did we see drop issues today? Like I saw him get interfered with on a deep ball and not see the ball come hit him in the face. I guess. I mean, that... we saw it in the preseason. We saw it. Uh, I know that. Game. I'm just saying today. I didn't see that. That wasn't didn't seem to be the issue. I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is. I mean, I honestly, I'll criticize Goff a little bit on this one because I didn't think Goff was putting the best balls up there for him. He, like Goff should have put day, no. that one that he dropped in the end zone. Goff could have put that over the top. That's an easy touchdown. But he like threw it to the side and low, um, and so like golf's got I like I tell you golf just needs to get used to just throwing that ball as far as he possibly can for JMO because that kid seems to always have more speed than the people covering him. Uh, oh, absolutely. So yeah, like, I'm sorry, but it, it just seems like uh, he doesn't have those soft hands to me, and uh, you know sometimes you, you got to catch hard today? ones too. Yeah, you know, I know you can argue the one last week was a hard catch. All this, yeah, you're right, but. 
I mean, he looked really dorky on that one where it hit him in the head. It looked like he just wasn't even adjusting to it at all. It, it was just strange to me. And I don't that know. That play did sort of symbolize the entire game for the Lions, honestly. But like, just like... I'm not uh, super concerned at this moment, but it is a kind of back of my mind concern, JMO. Oh, I wouldn't be too worried about that. But hey, okay. I don't know. He, I mean, like, it wasn't like he. we watched him bounce off his hands today. He, like, what you're describing didn't happen today. I know that things in the past, like Z said, but like, that just wasn't the issue. I today. can't so help I'm... how I feel. We'll help it. Yes. No, express yourself, UJ. We're glad you're sharing your feelings. I am. I'm sharing <laughs> my an feelings. Open space. I can't help how I feel. You guys <laughs> understand my truth. <laughs> oh, gee. Um, so, you know, it, it's kind of crazy. Monra had 19 targets in this game. <laughs> 13 catches for 102 yards. Um, He's Gibbs actually had 100 plus uh, all purpose yards uh, receiving and. Uh, his best Rushing. game, I'd say, yet. Yeah, he had yeah. a good game. Not like, bad. He looked, like, it looked like, if, man, if we could have got him going a little earlier, he was ready to break some. But uh, wow. the other, yeah, like, freaking St. Brown, he had a good game overall, but, like, he kind of hurt us early on, not being able to hold on to some of those balls that got, like, I don't know what was with him today. Did he have multiple drops? I know the one he had, but it was a holding call. So I, I thought he had, he had a couple. I that was sort of our golf, too. I thought he had at least two. I don't know, but oh, golfer running out of the pocket. Yeah, I don't know why he bent in the pocket there. He yeah, it was a clean pocket, a good pocket, and then <laughs> he pulled the guy out away from Sewell and kind of set him up for that holding call. Yeah, Sewell, Sewell had another holding call though on a on another big play too, I believe. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think we could talk about that was the worst performance I've seen by our offensive line since it's been created. I may, I maybe there's been worse one, but this one today, like, it, they just got kind of whooped, like. And like Ragnow got whooped on one real bad. Yeah, uh, this was this is as bad. Uh, this is the worst one I've seen since uh, they played uh, the Patriots uh, mm. last year. Where I think they. Had, but like, did we have all together. five of our guys then? I guess technically we're missing uh, Jonah, but like, we yeah. But like, still, like, oof, it was rough. Yeah, it was a rough yeah. one. It was not good. It was not good. I mean, also when you're putting a like. I mean, we had 53 pass attempts in this game, <laughs> yeah. plus five sacks, so really 58 technically. Yeah, and that's just the circumstance the of the the falling behind early. Right, right. So, I mean, when you're putting that position too, it makes it a little tougher. But right, I mean, early on, it wasn't great either. So, no. <sighs> I mean, no. this is a this is a tough one. Hopefully, it's not more of the same. There's not really anybody that stood out. I guess maybe besides Gibbs and. Monroe to agree. Jack I mean, Fox. Josh Reynolds had two catches again for forty three. Jack Fox had a couple good pumps. Yeah. Um, there you go. I mean, Goff was good with the football at the very least, but like in terms of not turning it over, like that, like when you're going against a defense like that who's smothering you so thoroughly, it's it's oftentimes turn. It's not uncommon for turnovers to sort of suddenly pile up. Like his his one interception. The guy shouldn't even caught it. Kind of did us a little solid there, if it would have mattered. But, um, like, I, I, he didn't throw some. There were I, there were some bad balls he put out there, but at the same time, they weren't dangerous balls, and he wasn't you know turning the ball over, which just a, you know in, in a day when you need to score a lot of points, sometimes isn't enough. And some of that's luck too. He fumbled yeah. twice. 
And uh, we were able oh, to I recover. About the... We were able to recover both of them, thank God. But uh... yeah, did you like Sue's? Uh, or uh, uh, sorry, Sewell's. Uh, yeah. picked it up and he he like, broke a couple tackles and got back to the line <laughs> of scrimmage. But it was funny to watch him run with the ball. Yeah, maybe they should give him the ball on the goal line one of these days. That'd be oh yeah, that would be fun to watch. Man. Or really put him at lead fullback or something, or just have him push Goff from behind into the end zone. One of those things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's far well, enough from the ball where he might not make as much big of an impact rather than from pushing golf. Uh, <laughs> like, just imagine shoving golf, like, like just blasting him in the end zone. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> only, for, only for, like, you know, a big moment in case golf gets hurt, like, to win the Super Bowl or something. Yeah. I, uh, Laporta actually had a solid day today, especially through the air. Six target or six receptions, 52 yards. Yeah. Um, yeah, decent day. On National Tight Ends Day. So. Yeah, right. The Greg Olson holiday. <laughs> and he was announced that. Yeah, unfortunately, this is like one of the national, uh, they did the national announcing team on this one. And they did not get the best Lions product. No. No. At least we didn't get the flex this week. That would have been bad. It's really, it's really weird, too, because I was watching you know, all the pregame stuff on NFL Network and you know, some of it on Fox. I was switching. Yeah. And they were really, really talking about the lions a lot which you know we're just not used to that as lions fans you know usually you're lucky they get a word in anywhere but they were just talking about us up and down and uh you know a lot of people saying how good we were they're gonna win this game blah yeah. blah 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 and then we just drop just lay the biggest egg ever but <laughs> we even calm the talk down just a little bit now and just get back to work and start winning again so we'll be fine Yep, it was an ass whooping, but you know sometimes an ass whooping is just what you need. <sighs> yeah, I mean they're they're really. I mean, did, do you think do you think the Ravens expose something uh, that other teams are going to try to utilize? And uh, well, the only trend that? I've seen is that is if you have a mobile quarterback and you can use it to uh, you know take the teeth out of our pass rush, like uh-huh. like this looked too much like the Seahawks game where. Like, whatever pressure we got was just impotent because the quarterback was always ready for him to just break out and do something with the ball. Uh, which, I mean, I don't know what the answer is to that, but that that's the only thing, like, where I can see, like, a pattern or a trend. Like, the defense just had a – just got picked apart by that again today when you're not getting pressure. But the offense, I'm less concerned about. Uh, it was just a bad day against a really good defense. Uh, like I would fully expect, you know, in a more important game and like down the road, we'd come with a different game plan, be ready to punch him in the mouth. I don't think our old line is going to let that happen to him a lot. You know, yeah. no, I'd agree. Uh, I, I also want to shout out that first touchdown that the Ravens had. Uh, the it was like the uh, the Lamar Duck, Lamar Jackson touchdown run. I, I just thought it was a really good play design on the fourth down. It was. <laughs> it was. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> I, I love the- those cool little things that you see uh but i mean so i gotta tip my head and then i thought they actually i like the line screen of jabir gibbs uh for the yeah. 21 yard uh ca- 21 yard catch that he had too finally like, targeting him with these plays like right i feel like where where we've always been using him as like a decoy like finally just giving him the damn ball in space yeah exactly yeah hopefully this opens up that part of the offense for us in terms of gibbs uh and with his nine catches for 58 yards today yeah, we've been uh, everybody's been waiting for it, uh, but he did get that touchdown finally. So I want to see more plays like uh, we used to run with uh, 
with Theo Riddick, yeah, where yeah. like you do those little breaking in routes or put them one on one out there on the side to like do something with it. Like, yeah, usually it's like, like, like an option route. Uh, yeah, a shotgun. Whereas like they've been using them like all these like sort of like bubble screens and stuff, like which are uh, they're fine for like getting little chunks, but they don't offer big chunks as much. I feel like unless you yeah. really make something happen i mean i was expecting some more like sideline pass like down the sideline like in one-on-one with uh like a linebacker on the outside mm. i was expecting that a little more we haven't quite seen that uh so maybe that's coming down the line they said they're gonna like give them more stuff uh they've been saying it all all the year well, they like, did today. The season progresses so hopefully that toss we'll... for a tutty was dope yeah yeah that desperately needed for some sort of um saving pride today yeah <laughs> yeah i also thought it was uh interesting that we kept every starter out there all the way down to the final play uh in a blowout like that like mm-hmm. i felt like uh like dan was sort of just kind of hold being like we have t- we have pride we're not gonna start we're not gonna pull our guys we're gonna fight to the end i don't know like but it's like uh, maybe when we're getting like dropping like flies that's not the best idea but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I would maybe lean that way, but uh, it also felt like it wasn't too bad. A couple like when we were kind of surging a little bit, like looking like we might make any uh, some sort of like comeback. Like suddenly, all those uh, fourth downs, like go for it on fourth down in the red zone instead of taking three, felt kind of silly because like we could have had like nine points on the board already to kind of vault off of to try to catch up with that like deficit you know instead we were working from zero (laughs) like uh i know like i like i love the aggressiveness i love wanting to score the touchdowns but like sometimes if you're down 28 i feel like you gotta go for it but like when you still got a lot of time like those points can do a lot more like three points can be worth a lot more than they feel like when at that moment in time when you're settling for them like because like you see it change the whole scope of the game down the road like it like if we were only down like 21 because we had kicked two field goals that's a whole different game potentially i'm just saying like i don't know i would like him to maybe take some points a little more at times but like not that it really mattered in that game probably, but it could have like it just was interesting when he was aggressive when he was conservative i don't know what he could have done differently for the whole game because when you're just that systematically get getting beaten, <laughs> but a few, you know, some extra points to have a chance to actually like launch a comeback off of might have been worth having. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I was actually kind of thinking that same thing at the time too. It might it might have done something for the morale a little bit on the sideline. Have a few points on the board. It mm-hmm. breaks them. It breaks that like tension of the shutout too. Earlier. Yeah. Like. You know, maybe the defense suddenly like it's weird how points can infect, especially touchdowns, but points in general can just change. Like you see it all the time, where like uh, you're getting completely shut out, and suddenly you score once, and then the water, the, all the floodgates open, and oh, you can't get stopped. Like, like you, I don't know. I just think maybe getting some points would have been worth it early on when we were. Well, yeah, that's what I was hoping uh, at the end of the um end of the first half the lions were driving a little bit i think they even got into uh field goal range and then sewell had a the bad holding call and took him right yeah out we killed ourselves that was a killer like that like they dialed up some good blitzes like that one safety blitz where Goff never saw the guy until it was way too late like 
coming off the blind side there. Mm-hmm. Number 10, I think. Like, uh, like that was them just calling really clever things, knowing what they had in hand. They just they they just had the – once they had that lead, we were just in trouble against the defense like that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> this is a tough one. Uh, for sure, no doubt about it. Uh, right, right now the Eagles are playing. The Dolphins are up seven at half. Uh, the reason I mentioned that is just for standings purposes, kind of where things stand. Uh, Lions definitely will not have the best record in the conference, most likely by the end of the uh, weekend. Here, the Seattle Seattle one and uh, Dallas is on a bye, so there's those are both four and two or five and two. Um, Seattle would have the tiebreaker over us. Uh, I mean, there's still ten games to go, so. It's a long season, but the Chiefs are six and one, so uh, we no longer have the best record in the NFL, uh, <laughs> nope. like we did coming into the weekend, unfortunately. Um, but it is a long season. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to add? Well, you know, yeah. I do. One thing, it just yeah. for all the fans that are panicking out there, and there seems to be quite a few, you know, reverting back to the same old Lions talk. But this is not the same team. And just remember that in the movies, like. The good guys, like any Clint Eastwood movie or Sylvester Sloan right? Like somewhere in the middle of the movie, they get the shit kicked out of them, right? And you think they're out and they're dead, right? But somehow they come back because they're tough, man, because they're tough. And that's what this team is. Yeah, we got the shit kicked out of us today. But, you know, we're going to come back and we're going to be tough, man. And we're going to take some teams out. And we're going to come back in blaze of glory. And you're going to see we're going to string mm-hmm. some wins together. And all of a sudden, you know. Oh, we're always people crying. Come on, man. We're going to win some games. We're going to have a good year. <laughs> so hang in there, Lions fans. Don't panic. That's all. right. Yeah, UJ kind of took the some of, I was, you know, I said it earlier, like great teams are forged through trials and tribulations. And I was just thinking of, you know, when like the fellowship of the ring was broken at the end of, you know, book one, did they lose hope and despair? No, they forged on. And through those trials and tribulations, they were able to defeat Sauron and evil. So, you know, our team, you know, today we got an ass whooping, but, you know, it's a long season and we're going to forge on till the, till the end. And I have every belief this team has what it takes to, mm. to get this, make this thing happen. Yeah. Uh, the, I forgot to mention that uh, Levi and Uzurike and Charles Harris are both healthy scratches uh, for this game, which I thought was... Uh, just an interesting note. Josh Pascal is activated. That yeah. is interesting, especially Levi, because you would think we'd want a quicker dude inside, maybe, but maybe yeah. he just hasn't been that enough anyway. But man, Charles that... Harris has been a disappointment this year thus far. So, do you guys think we need to be more buyers? I like because that was the one big thing. I like our defensive pass rush. It looked like Hutch and like no one else today. Buyers, like, but can't like go nuts. Yeah. Uh, right, like. I'd say we either need a guy like James Houston back and healthy, or we need to get another guy on that line who can offer a little more of that sack potential on a regular basis because right now, yeah, Hutch is just not getting enough help. I mean, the biggest name in the market right now most likely would be Daniil Hunter because he's on a one-year deal mm-hmm. with Minnesota. Um, and Minnesota obviously is trending towards not – having a, a good year in a, in a transitional period. And uh, I mean, the, the, the trade deadline is the end of the month. Uh, so the Lions pretty much have next week and then their bye week. Uh, and right after, right after next week's game is pretty much when the trade deadline is. So 
it seems a little early, uh, but uh, I mean, the Lions have made trades with the Vikings in the past. Obviously, the TJ Hawkinson trade. Um, and uh, as our producer just noted, that the Lions do have the Vikings third rounder in next year's draft. So maybe just hand it back to him. There you go. Um, I mean, a third. Would you guys do a third for Neil Hunter? I would. Sure. I think I would. Yes. A one year rental. Uh, I mean, you just don't know how many opportunities you have to make a run in the playoffs. Uh, I feel like the way the division's shaking out right now, uh, and and the Lions have a chance to get a home playoff game for the first time in since the nineties. UJ, uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head from the last time. Right. I was, well, it was in the 2000s. When, yeah. uh, we, w- we had our last playoff win against right. the Dallas Cowboys. Get spanked by the Redskins the, day, the week after. But, yeah, yeah I think it's probably the last time. It's probably the last time. And it's time. not like our third rounders always contribute. I mean, look at Broderick Martin. He hasn't even been activated yet this year. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on there. It's, it's really bizarre so, that he hasn't even gotten a chance to uh, operate. Someone like Kalijah Kants, he's looking really, really good right now. <laughs> Just for that internal pass rush. Maybe, maybe. Uh, that one dude, that game today, that but... quick little tackle for the Ravens gave us fits. <clears throat> who's that? That little speedy dude. I forget his name. That D tackle, who's like their internal pass rusher. I for, I don't know. Is it yeah. Metabuke? Sure. Justin Matabuke, yeah. He, he, I mean, that he, was a name that we mentioned. Up, he crossed up Ragnar real bad on one mm-hmm. and just absolutely toasted him into the backfield. That's what speed kills on the inside. Like, it just kills. Yeah, he has uh, five and a half sacks from inside this year. So, uh, he's a third-rounder, too. He's a third-round pick out of A&M. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we need, some more, we need some more teeth on this pass rush. Right now, it's just not getting – I mean – I, not, not maybe for most teams, it, it, our pass rush is enough, if not overwhelming. But like against the good teams, you can see that the guys aren't on Hutch's level are not getting it done. Well, for those hoping that uh, Goff would be the front runner for MVP after this game, it, it, it went <laughs> the opposite direction, and uh, Lamar Jackson is now the front runner for the MVP per odds. So. You look like it today. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. Um, so I mean, yeah, but again. There's ten games left. We're not even halfway through the season yet. Um, We're five and two, baby. We're. I mean, we've seen the Lions at six and two in my lifetime, and uh, finished seven and nine. (laughs) John Kitna years. We could still finish fifteen and two. So I mean, oh, we could also do that. I'm just saying, like, it's a long way to the season. Uh, And the Lions, but I like Dan Campbell said. Hopefully, like this is just uh, another humbling experience for them. Uh, Another learning process. Still a lot of young guys in the team. Um, a lot of young guys contributed to this team. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot Don't of guys, and lose. a lot of those guys, I've say, big success in college and stuff. So, like being humbled <laughs> like this, hopefully, gets them to light it, like come out and win by thirty-two next uh, on Monday night against the Ra- Raiders. That would be nice. Yeah, the only way you lose a game like this really is by not growing from it. And I trust this team is going to fully take advantage to grow from it. Because, you know, maybe, like, another better thing than, like, a, the next best thing after, like, a winning, an ugly win is, like, the the just full blowout where you get to rip everything apart and really just get everyone to refocus down and, and get that razor vision back, like, that focus, that tena- that intensity, you know? Right. So. Definitely. Everybody. 
Well, I think we can wrap it up here. See? Uh, <gasps> Don't turn around. There's a Packers fan in your house. Dollar. Oh, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just saying that there's a Packers fan in the house. Don't turn around. <laughs> Oh, she's walking over though. She's got a frying oh, no. pan. Oh, she's got I, a frying ah, pan. Ah, oh, she's just waving hi. Oh, hey. That was a close one. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, everybody's safe. We're cutting off her access to the microphone from now on. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, enough of that. Uh, I, that's gonna wrap it up. I, I mean, Lions get their ass kicks, uh, but they'll have a, a an extra day actually next week as they play a Monday night against the Raiders, uh, a Raiders team that's really struggling right now. Uh, I don't know. They probably will have Jimmy G back as their quarterback, uh, but we'll be uh, podcasting later this week, uh, previewing that game uh, as the Lions try to turn around and respond, uh, to this loss in Baltimore, which we think they will. We still are drinking the blue Kool-Aid on this podcast. Always. Never a doubt there. Never a doubt there. Um, but thank you everybody for, uh, who, who tuned in on YouTube at DTBK or drinking blue Kool-Aid, search it on there, subscribe, uh, so you can get noticed of any future live streams that we have. Um, Instagram at drinking the blue Kool-Aid, uh, Connor uh, posted his same game parlay in there. I, I don't. I don't think it hit. Um, UJ, your your same game parlay hit. Oh no, no, not even, <laughs> not even close. No. Well, did any of it hit? Yeah, the, my Jameer Gibbs bet and the, and my yardage for uh, Goff. I had him over two forty or whatever it was. Oh, nice. No, there you go. So three uh, out of my seven or eight, whatever I picked, who hit? You're not. Hey, that's all right. You tried. Yep. <laughs> you tried. You know what? Your, your picks try. were like the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not a fire. But um, anyways, uh, Instagram at Drinking a Blue Kool-Aid. Twitter slash X at Drinking Lions. Go on there. Let us know your thoughts about this game. Um, And, uh, you know, we want to hear. We want to hear how you're still drinking a Kool-Aid on this team. I mean, we're 5-2. Mm-hmm. We're we have a three-game lead in the division. Uh, so, you know, th- this happens in the NFL like Rudd Dog was saying. It happens sometimes. It's okay. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. this is exactly what we needed to go the rest of the way. Strong. Yeah. Right. Um, and thank you to our producer, Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. All right. Thanks to our producer, Kid J. Does a great yes. job. <laughs> um, and thanks to Sideline side Report uh, for supporting the podcast and really just thank you to the listeners i know it's this is a tough one they're not always fun unfortunately uh unless you go undefeated all the way so <laughs> this is only second one of the year uh it's better than you know most of our time doing this podcast where the lines have had a lot of losses in our time doing this podcast in the last four years since we started it uh and this is still the highest we've ever been on the team even after a loss like this oh, we're yeah. all good oh, yeah. uh still extremely fun team and we just can't wait monday night Detroit's going to be absolutely buzzing. That roof is going to go blast off. Uh, and the Lions are going <laughs> to... Wait, uh, do you guys like those blue helmets now that they pre uh, kind of showed them off in practice? Uh, they look kind of cool. Uh, what's the, I like What's them. the uniform combo they're going to use with that? It's those uh, the Color Rush one, those silver or gray. No! Oh, I hate those gray. Stupid! I think it'll those make the blue look good. Oh, so. so dumb. I like, like the helmet, Why though. is 
gray our color rush we're not gray it's blue and silver we have we don't wear why we wear gray and then you have a blue helmet color rush blue wear blue uniforms with a blue helmet it makes sense oh, it's just so angry. i don't know they've kind of grown on me a little bit the gray uh, yeah like a fungus like pajamas in me. <laughs> it's better than the black oh yeah, yeah. anything's better than the black a little bit <laughs> I, they couldn't they make like the jerseys like silver like make them like have like a silvery tint to them or something make them not like just chrome gray. chrome jerseys <laughs> i'm not sure how that <laughs> would go <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like those chrome know, helmets that uh, Oregon had. Remember, but we'll do the whole jerseys chrome. Like we'll be just blinding everybody running around the field, bunch of. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can even do that, but it'd be interesting. All right, well, okay, let, let's just wrap this up. This has been a <laughs> show full of technical difficulties. Uh, yeah, kind of like the Lions game today. So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's fitting in that regard. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back later this week previewing week eight uh, where the Lions will be hosting Monday Night Football against the Raiders. Uh, we can't wait to talk about it with you all. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And last but not least, as always, go, go. Lions! Forward down the field. A charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.